Sedan on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Matt Barnes going to join us here in a second. Don't forget, streaming September 4th, Disney's new movie Mulan. Experience the legend of Mulan as she fights to defend her family and the kingdom. Available to Disney Plus subscribers who unlock their premiere access. Uh, you see him on the jump. He's got his own podcast, All the Smoke. Uh, he is everywhere. UCLA's own, played for the Clippers, Lakers, and won a championship with the Golden State Warriors. Friend of the program, Matt Barnes, joins us here now. Uh, Matt, obviously so much stuff has been going on, and you've been on the jump the last couple of days talking about all this stuff, so we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, the owners meeting today, uh, there were plenty of players in there kind of discussing things with them, telling them what kind of actions they'd like to see. If you had a chance to be in that room in front of those owners and that group of men and women, uh, whether it was on a Zoom call or whatever it was, what would you want specifically to say to them? Um, to make more of a stance, uh, to stand by us. You know, there's a lot of owners in this league that stand directly across from us when it comes to rights and policy and politics. And, you know, forever it's been okay. You know, but I think now more than ever, they need to, you know, somehow try to meet in the middle and understand our, 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 our struggle, um, our message, who we're, who we're talking about, who we're standing up for, because we were very fortunate to make it out because these people that are being gunned down, um, you know, in the streets have easily been, you know, a player. Um, Matt, as someone who played for a team that was owned by perhaps the most racist owner in the NBA, to go into a team that a lot of people feel might be the wokest in the NBA, being the Golden State Warriors. Can you talk a little bit about the transformation internally in the league in terms of just awareness and willingness to use your platform to address these societal ills? Uh, it, it, it was night and day. You know, Sterling had a long history of being Sterling. You know what I mean? Everyone heard about it. I've been around L.A. since 98 in, in, in college, and you kind of understand the discrimination and, and everything, uh, you know, he had, he had been through and, and caused and then, you know, dumb enough to get caught, um, you know, by, by a mistress speaking out of pocket. And, and he paid for that, um, you know, to be able to go to the Warriors where this team is, you know, where the Warriors are, the owners are side by side with the players and, and do all they can for the players. And, um, you know, it's really a big difference and guys appreciate it. You know, when we were playing for um, the Clippers, the last thing on our mind was winning for Donald. You know, you need a chance to play for the Lakers. You know, winning for the Lakers group and, and, and the other owners definitely crosses your mind. So, like I said, night and day, and as players, we recognize it. And I think, you know, obviously I'm probably late now, but moving forward now, I think guys are really going to start aligning with, you know, taking the the, the, the owners' beliefs, considerations, and past into whether they want to go play for their team anymore. You know, Matt, it's interesting because you guys had a, a conversation about some of this on the jump today. It was you and Stephen A. and Rachel and Richard, uh, Richard Jefferson, that is, uh, about the potential sale uh, of some of these franchises. For example, the Minnesota Timberwolves was what you guys, uh, the example that was used on the show today. And should the NBA block the sale of its teams uh, to those who support causes that endanger players' health and safety? Uh, some people feel that that could be a slippery slope. How do you feel about that? Um, I think before, Joe, that would have been a slippery slope um, right up until 2020. I mean, I think 2020 has been an awakening of uh, the world, which was, which has been a tough one but needed. And I think now it's a, you know, it's a private, privately owned group. I mean, it's a, it's a close-knit group, and I, and I think from here on out, I think they need to start aligning more parallel with who their, you know, their, I guess, workers, players, however you want to say, organization. Um, I think it started, like I said, I, I think now it is a little bit different than it's ever been, and it should be definitely something considered. You know, I mean, why would you want to have someone who is completely opposite of its players? I mean, there's going to be no chemistry. There's going to be no connection. You can't hide from it anymore. You know, I mean, you take out to look at the Dallas Cowboys where, you know, Jerry Jones is one of the most outspoken owners in sports, and has been uh, quiet as a church mouse, you know, uh, over this whole situation uh, in 2020. So, I mean, guys see that, guys see it, hear it, and and like I said, I think it's really going to start affecting, you know, where guys decide to go play. Uh, Matt, with that being said, what impact do you think this change in 2020 
has had on ratings for the NF for the NBA. A lot has been said that perhaps it's because of the boldness of the players and of the league and the political arena that has hampered the uh, ratings. Um, it's a rough time right now. You know, there's kind of a divide in the air, and 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 if us speaking our minds finally uh, have 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 taken some viewership away. We understand that, and that's a part of the game, and it's something we're willing to sacrifice. But we have no, we, we, you know, we have no doubts that when you know our plan is clear, and we continue to move forward, and, and we start seeing some change, that we'll start getting viewership back. Um, if, if, if someone doesn't want to see us do more than just dribble, well, they're not necessarily a fan anyway. You know, so like I said, this is it, it's bigger than basketball now. Definitely in 2020, um, we have guys that are really out here trying to make social uh, changes uh, throughout the league, whether you're uh, current players or former players. And you know, we don't we're tired of just tap dancing and falling in line. You know, those days uh, are over. So it, it's always been bigger in basketball now, more, more than ever. It's bigger than basketball, and uh, we're going to continue to fight the good fight. Matt Barnes joining us here, NBA champion, of course. And uh, congratulations, by the way. I saw you get the ring the other day on TV, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I know that R- Raymond that. Ritter got you that ring, and they sent it to the studio. So, uh, r- But real quick, just to uh, – before I ask you a question, I- I'm glad you brought up the ratings, LZ, and, and you know we can all discuss it. I actually just read a story uh, recently this past weekend about ratings, and everyone assumed during the pandemic that it would be a television boom. Uh, and it actually hasn't been the case for the coveted 18 to 49 demo, which is the prime target of NBA fans, uh, because it is the youngest of the four major sports as far as their fans are concerned. That group, 18 to 49, year over year, and the pandemic has a lot to do with this, is down 36% overall, and the NBA ratings are down 40%. Now, a lot of that also has to do with day games right people are still working people if they're working from home are paying attention to other things they're not focusing on day games so i do feel like the ratings conversation is even a little overstated um but to switch gears uh real quick on you matt um are you happy with the resolution to continue playing um the rest of this bubble in this season uh, I am. I think the guys are making the right decision. I think they understand how much stronger their voice is from that bubble and how much stronger their voice is together. Um, you know, I think I've been saying the last few days, you know, without this bubble, we still would have heard from the you know the stars of our league because they have such a tremendous platform. But would we have heard, you know, Doc's emotional plea? Would we have heard George Hill? We've we've heard Van Fleet. We have heard kind of the under the superstars um and i don't know and even if we did hear from the superstars if they weren't in the bubble would their their message travel around the world you know what i mean we have every camera from everywhere you know on every every interview we have post game halftime um social media um their messages is 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 going far and wide so i think they've made the right decision and it's not so much to get back to basketball. Obviously, I would like to see them get back to basketball because I thought they were playing great basketball. But I think also for that reason, they realize that their voices are stronger together. They want to continue to push forward and continue on the momentum they've had on speaking on things and and, and, and up the game. You know, the players have done a lot, I'm sure, you know, in, in, in these last 24, 48 hours, they've thought of more they can do. And obviously, to, today's meeting was to kind of see where the owners, if they're going to come to, you know, come stand in line and, and see where the owners stand. So I think they've been doing a great job. I thought they created a great environment for everyone to go play. Um, and like I said, the, the play has continued. The, the, the level of play has been great. But like I said, the, the, the messages have still been amplified, which was always uh, you know a concern of some people. So to answer your question, I think they made the right decision and they need to continue to move forward and continue to press the line and continue to press the message. Matt, now that the players have agreed to continue with the postseason, and that we're dismissive now of any claims that the Portland Trailblazers are going to beat the Lakers. Who do you think is in the driver's seat in the Western Eastern Conference and actually, you know, getting to the finals now? Um, I've chosen, you know, I always said from the beginning uh, that I thought the ring was coming back to L.A. I just wasn't sure. I mean, I think it's a coin flip on which, which L.A. team brings it. So I think, you know, obviously – you never want to see guys get hurt. You know, Dame kind of packed it in, obviously with good reason to uh, get get surgery on his knee. But the Trailblazers definitely made a statement in this bubble. 
Um, but I didn't see them beating the Lakers anyway. Uh, Dallas has put up a hell of a fight. I didn't see them beating the Clippers. So I see those those, those teams going to the Western Finals. The Eastern is is a little more up in the air to me. I don't think Milwaukee's really hit its stride yet, so to speak. Uh, they have a hungry Miami team waiting on them uh, in the second round. But I honestly think the, the, the representative of the East is going to come out of the winner of this next round between uh, Toronto and Boston. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, everyone yeah. seems to be down on Milwaukee, and, and it's the, it, it, it feels like, like I, I'm with you in that sense because, Matt, like have you seen a team, um, and, and you've played on a bunch, you've played for a number of coaches, like when I watch them, I mean, Giannis is unbelievable from an athleticism standpoint, but clearly he has holes in his game, and it feels like I don't know if I can trust the next two best yeah. guys, whether that's Middleton yeah. and Bledsoe. And then, yeah. not to mention, their coach doesn't like to make adjustments. Like, he just believes in what he believes in. <laughs> right. Like, that just doesn't seem like a recipe right. for success. Yeah. I mean, in-game adjustments are, you know, a part of the game and, and needed. And like you said, we're going to get those numbers from Giannis. You know, although it, it's crazy to think you know, MVP or the defensive player of the year can get better. There are definitely some holes in this game, and that's no disrespect to him. I think he knows that he's working on those, uh, you know, those holes diligently. But like you said, I think the key is you know you're going to get about 30 and 15, 16 from Giannis. Are you going to consistently get play out of Bledsoe? Are you going to consistently get play out of Middleton? Is Brooke Lopez going to hit big shots and take care of the paint? There's so many unknowns with that team. When they do it, they're obviously one of the best teams in the league, but they haven't consistently been able to do it. I think I said – they're running into some dogs next round in Miami. Jimmy has those guys hungry, uh, playing hard. He's those, those rookies playing like vets, and they're just a, a you know a recipe that I I don't think the Nets want to see their 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 style of play, how many wing defenders they have. They know what Giannis is going to do, but I think the goal is going to be to shut everyone else down. So it's going to be an interesting series, a fun series, nevertheless. I think like I think the playoffs have been great. They brought some sort of normalcy to what's been a terrible year. And like I said, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm excited that they're uh, they're back. How are the Twins? <clears throat> twins are great. We actually took our first trip, um, you know, since COVID. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal had a tournament in um, Dallas about two weeks ago, and we took our kids to, uh, to Dallas for the first time and had a great showing out there. So they're, they're managing uh, start school next week. So it's just, you know, on top of everything that's going on, obviously dad is – play a center role in my life so between coaching and keeping them entertained and homeschooling keeping them focused on homeschool that, that's a job in itself i know i mentioned the ring earlier but how nice is it in person because on tv it looked pretty badass <laughs> it's cool you know it's very cool uh, i think i'm glad i you know i kind of got to tell the story how it went down i didn't say i didn't want it i just felt like i didn't deserve it and then when i got it it got locked in the room and i couldn't get it so you know glad to finally have it and like i said i think the best part it was was the twins were eight turning nine at the time and, and got to enjoy the ride with me and got their own ring. So, you know, that's something we can share as, as father, son, uh, you know, for the rest of our lives. That's awesome stuff, man. Matt Barnes, UCLA zone, uh, of course, champion with the Warriors, played for the Lakers and Clippers as well, friend of the program. Hey, man, thanks for always making time for us, man. Really appreciate it. Stay healthy, stay safe. Thank you, guys. Good luck with everything. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Thanks, Matt. Be good. There he yeah. is. There's Matt Barnes with us here. Uh, all right, LZ, you and I coming up on the other side are going to talk about the potential of when the Lakers and Clippers will be back in action. We'll do that in about 90 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tadano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Matt Barnes for joining us there. And again, don't forget, streaming September 4th, Disney's new movie, Mulan. Experience yeah, the yeah. legend of Yeah, yeah. Experience the legend of Mulan, LZ, as she fights to defend her family and of course the kingdom. Available to Disney Plus subscribers who unlock their premiere access. So I know you're very I love excited. that Christina Aguilera song. I hope it's in there. Uh I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out together on September 4th, right? Or we could just Google it and find out right now. I mean, why do you want to do that to yourself? 
because I need answers, man. That's what I do. I get answers. <laughs> Christina Aguilera Mulan. All right, okay. let's see what it says. Let's see. Tell me. Let's see if it's going to be part of it. If it's not, I might boycott. Nope. She returns to Mulan. Boom! With a new song entitled Loyal, Brave, True. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's awesome. Uh, all, right. all right. So everyone wants to know, all right, what's happening with the games? Like, when do we have games? Like, are the Lakers going to play again? When are they going to play? Well, Tanya Ganguly, your colleague at the LA Times, who we just had on uh, a little while ago, um, or yesterday, actually, she uh, she had tweeted out she expected the Lakers to play on Saturday. I have texted someone at the league, and I said, what's up with the games? And they specifically said to me, Saturday for sure. Now, I don't know if that means there will still be games tomorrow. My guess is no, because I didn't follow up with that. I don't want to be – I know they're, like, in a bunker right now trying to figure all this stuff out, which is hard in Florida because, you know, LZ, the sea level stuff is not very, very – you know, it's not very high above sea level there. So to build an actual bunker is not easy. You're going to hit swampland very quickly in Orlando. The state but, is sinking, and yeah. they're in denial. Yeah. They're, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Another reason why I moved here. Um, so um, – but the – it seems like Saturday is going to be the day for the Blazers and Lakers. And if I had to guess, it will also be the 5:30 game, is what I would guess. Yeah, I, I, why well, you, you want to get this over as soon? Is that what you're thinking? Well, no, 5:30 will be the primetime game. Will be the the last game of the day. Eh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would. I, really? I just wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Why? This, this is almost, this is borderline Toronto, you know, Nets category. Like, a beaten down Portland Trailblazers squad without their leading scorer. I mean, how competitive do you think this is going to be? How entertaining do you think that's going to be? I mean, it's just one game. You know what I mean? You never know. One game. It could get close. All of a sudden, your boy CJ McCollum, you were touting him. You were saying he was going to be the man in this series. Not no, that no, 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 no. I was saying he was going to be a very capable Robin. No one ever, <laughs> no one ever puts up the bat signal and there's a big R in the sky. It's always Batman, and he brings Robin. Well, but wait so, a second. In the in the um, in the Dark Knight Rises, yes. there was a Robin. Like I felt like Robin was going to take over, and then Christopher Nolan's like, "I'm done making movies." Well, yes, this is true. There was a <laughs> there was a Robin at the end, right before the credits rolled. Which right. is my point. Yeah, he, he, which is my point. He wasn't the main <laughs> character, all right. So don't be trying to make CJ something I didn't say he was. I said he was a very capable Robin, and I'm sure Robin uh, is going to do the best he can with uh, the Justice League. But you know, good and well, everyone's going to be whispering, "Hey, man, where's Batman at? Yeah, yeah where, where, yeah, where, yeah. where's Batman? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, look, Greg, do I, do you? I mean, I could be wrong. LZ could be a million percent right here. I don't know if I recall Robin being uttered when we were talking about C.J. McCollum. Now, maybe it was, and maybe I just missed it. But do you remember that? Uh, maybe? Uh, no. How are you going to say maybe? Who the <laughs> hell is picking <laughs> C.J. Okay. McCollum over Dane being Batman and Robin? No, I don't. I don't know. I never. But I'm trying to think if you actually said that he was that he was Robin because I tend Robin to is aggressive. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, that's, I called, that's kind of I like said, a negative this thing. Is, I, in fact, I can tell you exactly what I said about okay. CJ. Okay. I said that he was going to ball and that he is – yeah, it's called the podcast. You did say he was going to ball. That's I do remember that yes. part. Yes. I said he was going to ball and also yeah. said that he is probably the best player never to make an all-star team that's in the league right now. Uh, I believe you may have said that as well. Now, Laura, you're the woman on here. You are the practical thinker. Um, do you recall a Robin reference? I don't. Oh, I, oh. I don't recall. But uh -oh. if you tell me what she day it was, I will go back and find receipts. But I don't recall that. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way. Either I either I characterize him as a Robin or I ignored all of Dame's outlandish play, not just this season, but practically every season he's been in the league and decided, no, 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 no. This team is about CJ. Right now, no, no, I you didn't say it, that. You definitely well, didn't exactly. Say that. So, yeah. so, so, if 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 he's not Batman, then I didn't make him Aquaman. I didn't say he was Hawkman. So, what other position is there? I mean, I, 
Yeah. You know, Laura's you Wonder Woman. I so mean, there was we got? Th- there Thank was you. Batman versus Superman. You know, the, the Ben oh, Affleck. Let's not, and, uh, let's not relive that. Let's you know. let that stay dead. <laughs> Greg, you didn't agree, huh? You were over here breathing when he said. I Wonder heard you Woman. breathe. Yeah, Greg, why you breathe so heavy, man? <laughs> I wasn't breathing. I was on mute. That wasn't me. No, oh, that was God, not that was on you. mute. It was very much out for everyone yeah. to hear. Yes. I, I'm looking at this right now. And we could hear you. We heard that. LZ's Robin. LZ, did you hear him breathing as well? Of course I heard it. The entire world heard him breathing. I'm not quite sure why he's trying to deny it. You know, Nikki Haley over here trying to deny the existence of something? Yeah. 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 Yeah, seriously. I mean, that was had to seriously. turn it on me somehow. You've had to find some way to turn it. There, yeah. thank you. So anyway, it does sorry, seem sorry. like it does seem like Saturday. Uh, but you don't think, LZ, that you know the Blazers could have put up at least a fight? Like, here's the thing. The Lakers are always going to be the primetime game because they've got the collaboration of it's the Lakers and, and LeBron. So you're going to put those two. That in itself will draw 3 million people on ABC on Saturday. I just don't want to see bad games, man. You know? I, you don't think don't one game, one game, all of a sudden CJ can go for 40, 50, something crazy? You know what I mean? You know what? You're right. Something crazy could happen. But yeah. why take a chance on, on could when there might be other options of, of you know. Well, what, would, what, are, I, what are the other options if you're ABC? Let, let's if let's you're, think. If, you're a, if I'm ABC right. and, I, and I suspect that the Laker-Portland Trailblazers series is going to be a blowout, Right. Then I'm probably looking at okay. Okay, well, see Houston because that's the 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 three games you would have to choose from are Orlando, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, OKC, Houston, or Portland Lakers. I would go OKC, Houston in the prime time game. A two so two series. Nah. Where everyone knows game five is critical. Uh, but you could put them on. You could put them on before. You could put them on at, at um, what's two and a half hours at six o'clock Eastern. You know what I'm saying. And and that's and you could put them on ABC back to back, and you're still bleeding into that you know that evening time with them. It's a good lead in for the Lakers and Blazers. You really think this Lakers and Blazers squad is going? This team, this matchup is going to end with anything other than a 15 point, at least a 15 point victory for the Lakers. Uh, let's see what Vegas thinks. I will tell you right now what Vegas has the Lakers at right now. Since you brought up the line, I am curious to see what it would be. I didn't um, realize I was bringing up the line. I'm just talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, but did, did, so it's good. I'm all, ga- I'm all gambly. You I are gambling. Okay. The Lakers, uh, there is no line at the moment, but the last line was, whoops, sorry, just went past it. Uh, it was Lakers 12.5 point favorites. They See, look at that. <laughs> look at me. I'm Vegas, baby. They opened up a 12.5-point favorite. But, you know, as long as it – listen, in today's NBA, LZ, and we got a break here in a second, but we do have some interesting Doc Rivers news that I want to uh, pass along to people. We'll have that Is for you Is he not really second. a doc? <laughs> Perhaps. You have to wait to the other side to find out. Um, but, you know, in today's NBA, a – you know – Ten points is not what it used to be with the three ball. With everybody shooting 40, 50 threes a game, you can get ten. You know, back in the day when you and I were younger and Reggie Miller scored, you know, whatever it was, nine points in whatever, 10 seconds or 18 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever the hell it was, that didn't happen all that often. But now that, you know, Tracy McGrady scoring all those points in, you know, 45 seconds or whatever, that didn't happen all that often. Now that stuff happens all the time. I mean, it, it happens often. I'm just trying to gamble on the likelihood. And it feels to me that there's a likelihood that the series that's tied 2-2 might have a more compelling end, a more compelling fourth quarter than the team that, you know, is, is already been beaten down with their best player and now their best player is gone. Right. Right. That's all okay. I'm saying. Like, if no, I'm programming, it's still the Lakers, dog. You got to put the Lakers in prime time in LeBron. You ain't putting LeBron earlier. That ain't happening. Right, Karen K? Great. You hear me? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen's and a Lakers fan. Me you got to You got to me breathing. You got that. No, you're not a breather like Greg. Greg no, is a heavy I hold breather. My breath. Yes, yeah. I know, yeah. Greg. But you're a big <laughs> Laker fan. You, you got to yes. put LeBron and the Lakers in, in prime time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Now, This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Happy to be here with you. Scott Kaplan's coming up at 7 o'clock. George, and- quiet, quiet. Sorry. This is, this is Christina's Mulan song. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, okay. baby. There you I'm go. I'm ready. There Woo! you go. And don't forget, to Mulan, baby. streaming September 4th, Disney's new movie, Mulan. Experience the legend of Mulan as she fights to defend her family and the kingdom. Available to Disney Plus subscribers who unlock their premiere access. Uh, now, do we so, like this song better than we like the original Mulan song? Um, hmm, it's a good no. question. <laughs> no? Wow. no? Laura was a quick no. It was a very quick no. I love the original. I cried. I sang. I was little. And I thought, you know, I just pictured myself in that little, um, it wasn't a room, but where she sang it. And she looked at herself. I don't know. There's something about that. Well, if we're asking about how we feel about things, how do we feel about the uh, new McDonald's uh, spicy chicken nuggets? What is that? I don't, I'm not familiar. It is a new phenomenon. McDonald's will be unveiling spicy chicken nuggets, which, by the way, I do have a bone to pick with McDonald's, who are our friends a little bit. And I, I get, you know, the kids like McDonald's. We treat them to McDonald's occasionally. And um, so I, my wife says to me, I'm going to get some McDonald's for the kids. Would you like some? I said, you know what? I'm going to go a little some chicken nuggets, right? Been a while right. since I had some chicken nuggets. And what I've noticed is the chicken nuggets, they got a little thinner. You know what I'm saying? Like there's uh, like all of a sudden, they used to be like thicker. You know, more right. plump, let's call them. And uh, I was uh, I was like, did I just get a bad, like a thin batch, like a skinny batch? Did I get some skinny chicken? You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, but then I saw the picture of the spicy chicken nuggets, and it feels like that's the direction they've gone. Uh, so, uh, you know, just, you know, help McDonald's. If you can throw oh, back a little plumpy, plump, you know, some plumpiness in there, I'd appreciate it. So the, the spicy chicken nuggets have more meat? To the non-bone than the regular chicken nuggets? No, no, they are the same. I, I just oh, was stating oh, that okay. because I, I have recently just, uh, you know, tasted some nuggets, which I hadn't in a long time. Um, Is there but a I was, chicken shortage? I was, uh, I don't think so. Uh, I know we had a potato, um, uh, excess potatoes with the pandemic. Potatoes excess is a problem. Potatoes? Yeah, excess potatoes. Like we have too many t- t- potatoes in the world? Correct, because restaurants are closed. We have an excess of potatoes. Oh, snap. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I feel like I need to do something to help alleviate that pressure. I mean, but here's the thing. Yeah. You do want to keep that eight-pack you got rolling right now. That also could be a challenge for that uh, with the bro, extra potatoes. I haven't had an eight-pack since the 90s. I appreciate it, but I haven't okay. had an eight-pack in a long time. Okay. Right. Let's not talk about weight, guys, because uh, that's wait, a sensitive wait, 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 wait. subject. No, no, no. I didn't say I had a keg. I just said I didn't have an eight-pack anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah, spicy chicken nuggets – uh, for McDonald's, uh, let me see. September 16th, spicy chicken nuggets will be available at McDonald's. Locations nationwide. For a limited time, LZ. Wait, is there a pink slime shortage too? I don't know. Greg said that. Yeah. I, <laughs> that was in the text because it was supposed to only be in the text. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I didn't what? know. I thought that was information. You yeah, the text. No, no. The, the text conversation. Right I'm with. I'm with LZ. The text conversation is for the family, and uh, I believe the audience is part of the family. I mean, we got, look, like, all those baseball stats. We got stats on Kershaw, <laughs> Mookie Betts, and stuff. And then you throw in a pink slime. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. Let's joke. Let's actually just dump as far as we can back for that, please. <laughs> I just don't get all upset at me because you're sliding in false information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just move past. <laughs> so there's not a pink slime shortage. No, so don't bring it up again. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking. I want to know now. It's fair there, game, Greg. I have you text no idea. That. Just we'll talk about it in the break. There's no oh, such thing as well, pink slime, yeah. right? Let's just get it. Let's just okay, okay, okay. We love our friends at McDonald's. We do love our friends at McDonald's. I didn't say that. I just told people that you can get spicy chicken nuggets on September 16th. All I said was, hey, can you throw a little more meat in there? It's not a lot to ask. Well, there's all these stories on this, uh, uh, Greg. Did you know that? On the slime or the chicken nuggets? (laughs) The the pink slime shortage. I just Googled it. (laughs) There's like a lot of stories on this. Ooh, wait a second. What is this Chips Ahoy thing they have at McDonald's? That looks like some sort of like, I don't know. Like, like ice cream kind of cake looking thing. What is this thing? This looks fantastic. 
We need to get some right. of that. Do I need to get to McDonald's? There's all kinds of stuff happening there. I don't even oh, know what's here it is Ch Chips Ahoy McFlurry. It looks really good. I'm looking at their menu here all of a sudden. What? No, that looks good. I'm in on that. I love, I love McFlurries. Love? Love McFlurries. Like, do you love it enough to make a left-hand turn in L.A.? At five at five thirty in the afternoon. Nah, there's very few things I love at okay, five thirty in the afternoon it. to make a left hand turn in L.A. No. Now, do you okay, go with the mini M and M's or do you go with the Oreo? That's the real. Question. No, Oreo, Oreo, always Oreo. Oreo. It's the right call. Oreo yeah. is the best call. Yeah, there's no. Question. I thought so. That's why I married a white guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oreo is is Oreo's the best cookie. No, I mean no dis no disrespect to Chips Ahoy, but Oreo's the best cookie. Wow, hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you know I don't what? Know save, about that one. Save that know, take. Dog. Save that take. Save know, the take. Dog. Save the take. We'll do it in what you need to know. We'll do that because Dylan Hernandez of the LA Times is going to join us. We'll talk to him about the Dodgers and everything that's transpired here uh, over the last you know 24 hours with them as well and Mookie Betts and um, their shared position of sitting the game out yesterday um, with all that's transpired. So we'll talk to LA Times columnist Dylan Hernandez here in just a second, and we will hold your cookie takes for a moment, and then we will get the audience's cookie takes after Dylan. So we're going to make, we're going to explore the space here for a little bit. Uh, I didn't get to the Doc Rivers thing. I promise I'll get to that after Dylan at 615. Uh, my apologies to that. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. As we mentioned, coming September 16th, the spicy chicken McNuggets with mighty hot sauce, and they say you should throw it down with a uh, Chips Ahoy McFlurry, which got us into cookie talk. Is mm. Is Oreo, because Greg asked me what my go-to McFlurry was, even though I will try the Chips Ahoy one. Uh, my go-to McFlurry is obviously Oreo, but will you go, like if you had to go to the grocery store, Vons, Albertsons, Pavilions, Ralph's, whatever your grocery store is, um, what's, the, what's the Mexican one? Vallarta, right? Vallarta. Uh, if you had to go to your local grocery store and you had to buy a packaged cookie at the grocery store, what is the cookie that you're getting, Elsie Granderson? Uh, double chocolate chip. Double chocolate cho chip what, I want What is the brand? I, oh, I don't care. As long as okay. it's chocolate chip, I'm, I don't care. They could be the soft ones. They could be the one that crumbles. They could be no brand, off brand, the store brand. They could be, you know, chips. Away. I really don't care. I love chocolate chip cookies. And then my second choice is actually Pecan Sandy's. Oh, really? See, because I'm going to go double-stuffed Oreo, right? Mm -hmm. And now they got all the fancy flavors, double-stuffed Oreo. But I'm going just the original, okay? Double-stuffed mm -hmm. Oreo. And then my number two, dark chocolate, double, double dark chocolate Milano Pepperidge Farm. How about that? That's very specific. That thing is delicious. Have you had that? No, I haven't. I, I mean, I what so. have you been doing all your life? Eating chocolate chip cookies and pecan sandies. Yeah. I, Greg Bergman, have you tried the Pepperidge Farm double ch dark chocolate Milano cookies? I haven't had the double dark chocolate, but Milano are really the mint chocolate Milanos. Oh, mint chocolate? Too. Mint is chocolate no, is gross. No, just the ones from the Milanos are really good. But my there's no such the thing as, that is mint chocolate that is worth eating, in my opinion. Even Milanos yeah. is as tasty as they are. You're an insane person, but the it's actually it's the famous Amos cookies. If you give me a little pa a package of those those teeny little those are pretty uh, good famous too. Amos cookies. The chocolate chip so famous good. Amos, yeah, chocolate good. chip yeah. famous Amos are delicious. Those are your yeah, go-to. Sh Sharif Wade yeah. tweeted at us said famous Amos cookies and and mother's cookies. I'm assuming he means his mother's. No, 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 no. Mother's cookies are those. No, no, no. Mother's cookies are those are those pink and white ones. With the, with the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are. are good, too. It's like pink and purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. those cookies. They have all sorts of – they have animal crackers, too. They've got all – they're like a mm – -hmm. you know, they're like Little Debbie, but for cookies. Hmm. 
You know what I mean? You've never yeah. had a mother's cookie? You never go, just look them up. You got you got the internet in front of you. Mother's cookies. You'll see it's them. a Those California thing, I feel like. Is it? No. no. I feel well, like Laura, they're a California thing. I I don't yeah. like them, so yeah. I pa- I like Miss Fields. Like this. Oh, Miss Fields Field is game. so yeah. good. And I'm not a cookie yeah. person, but that's my go-to. Yeah. What about Snickerdoodles? Mm. You like Snickerdoodles? Nah. Uh, I no. Do, what? I, oh, that's cinnamon and sugar. Okay, hold on. Now, now, now I like no, cookies. I, I would tear up. I would tear up some girl, the Snickerdoodles and the what's the ones? The Samoas? The Samoan? Samoas. Samoas are there. Yes, yeah. yes. But it's the Thin Mints. If you're going to Girl Scout. Yeah. Throw those in the freezer, pour yourself a nice Chianti, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> some Chianti and fava beans? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know what Silence the of the Lambs. But those frozen cookies with some Chianti, George, I'm telling you, brother. I mean, wait a second. Give it life. You're, are, you're eating cookies with Chianti with Italian red wine? Absolutely. <laughs> That's a poll, George. That's a poll, George. Will you eat cookies with wine? I, I, mm. People mm. don't? You don't? What do you eat your cookies no. with? I can have like chocolate, like like chocolate with red wine, but like cookies? I don't know. I don't think so. So what do you what do you eat your cookies? What do you drink with your cookies? I mean, I don't know. Whatever water? I feel like drinking. Whatever I feel like. Sometimes water. Yeah. Sometimes, oh God, you know. no! That's the worst thing ever. Drinking water with cookies is the most disrespectful thing in all of cuisine. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> disrespectful. I love it. I I feel like um I feel like we we just glossed over Greg's love for mint chocolate, which I feel like is gross. Is that gross, LZ? I mean, these lips won't touch any mint chocolate without a yeah. glass of La- Laura. That's disgusting. Man. It's gross. <laughs> is there, listen, let me ask you this: What is, is there a wrong with hold you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it a is it a cultural thing? Because my wife, who is also Anglo. Like you, Greg, also okay. likes mint chocolate, <laughs> and nobody in my Hispanic family would touch mint chocolate. Right. Hold right. on, I, mm. I got a white guy near me. Hold on one second. I'm just going to ask him a question. Go ask, ask, <laughs> ask, ask, ask your significant other. Go ahead, ask. Am, you, don't Steve. Steve. you don't eat thin mints. You don't eat thin mints. No, ew. Let's see, where is he? Where is he? Ask where Steve before going? we go to Dylan here. All right, I'm looking for Steve now. Where is he? He's in a movie room. Uh, he's in a movie room. I'm going to ask my son who's black. Do you like mint chocolate chip cookies? His face just contorted. Thank you. Contorted. It is a cultural <laughs> thing. I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. We'll, we'll get word from Dylan Steve. Says. Get word from text Steve. Just text him, LZ, and see what his response is. Okay. Uh, all right, Dylan Hernandez, columnist of the LA Times. Uh, that is what you need to know. Uh, food edition today. Um, <laughs> Dylan Hernandez of the LA Times, columnist of the LA Times, joins us here now. I want to talk some uh, baseball with him here uh, in just a second. But before we get to that. Have you ever had mother's cookies before, Dylan? Mother's cookies. I'm not sure if I've ever had the cookies. Uh, they had, like, baseball cards that came with them at some point that were kind of, like, collectible. And they so I think at some point as a kid I owned the baseball cards. I'm not sure I ever had the cookies, though. Yeah. they're the, You know, the package is, like, pink and purple or whatever. So, yeah. It, yeah. But I do believe they did have a baseball card with it, too. What is the go-to cookie in the Hernandez household? Probably like just like chocolate cookies. We're pretty basic, you know. Uh, <laughs> if we get adventurous, like chocolate chip. Okay. Definitely no thin mint. Definitely no thin mint. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now, is that a? I, am I, I wrong to something? I, is that a cultural yeah, thing? I think you. I, I believe right. it is. Well, I okay. So I am half Salvadorian, half Japanese. Yes. Okay. And so I don't. I just don't like them. Now, my wife, my Mexican wife, definitely does not like them. So now my kids are. What half Mexican, a quarter Salvadorian, a quarter Japanese? They don't like them, right? So I don't really know. Yeah, we're kind of outliers in terms of like not really fitting into a box here. So I'm not really <laughs> sure, but I guess you can take from my wife that yeah, it, it might you might be onto something there. Yeah, I think so. I have a report. report. Yeah, go. Oh, report from Steve. Go ahead. Yes. So he likes. He's white. Says, he likes it. 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 We have a. We have three white people yes. now. We have, we have three Do white you people like who like chocolate chip cookies. His response was, "Of course." Followed by, "Who doesn't?" Oh, there no. you go. Yeah, yeah. This there is a cultural go. thing. This is clearly this we're is, getting a divorce. I, I Way mean, to go, we, George. We have. We are in a time of division uh, between uh, you know 
cultures, and we have now established another division here, and it is Thin Mints and Mint Chocolate Cookies. Um, uh, Dylan Hernandez of the LA Times with us here. Uh, Dylan, um, what was your take, I guess, from what transpired with the Dodgers and Giants yesterday and the show of solidarity uh, that they uh, exhibited yesterday before the game? Yeah, you know, I think it just really, a lot of this speaks to kind of, um, you know, and I'm going to have trouble just kind of summing this up like nice and tidily, but like, you know, honestly, when, when the Dodgers got Mookie Betts, you kind of thought, okay, great, they got a great player. Um, you know, but honestly, he's kind of not your typical L.A. superstar, right? He's kind of on the quieter side, you know. Uh, L.A. seems to like, you know, kind of the bigger personalities, you know. When you, when you think of the Dodgers and the more popular guys lately, you know, guys like Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, kind of very loud, boisterous type guys. And so you were kind of wondering how is this going to fit. But, you know, in the context of what everything, you know, that's kind of going on right now, it really does kind of feel right, like right guy at the right time in the right place. Because, you know, in a very short time, you know, I think he's, he's had the kind of effect on the clubhouse, kind of similar in some ways to what, what Chase Utley had here several years back, where, you know, they just admire him as a person. Now, in, in Betts' case, you know, Utley, obviously, they got at the end of his career. But, you know, in, in Betts' case, obviously, he's, he's in his prime right now. But, you know, I think with both guys, I think, you know, if there, if there are certain issues, they would have followed, you know, Chase Utley to the end of the earth, and you get that feeling with Mookie Betts too, you know, and and I thought it was really kind of, you know, not to sound too corny or anything, but yeah, it was kind of cool the fact that, you know, Betts says I'm not going to play and that the whole team kind of rallies behind him because, you know, looking around baseball, obviously there was the, the thing with Dominic Smith yesterday, and I understand, right, that situation was a little different, that the game was about to start where, you know, he kneels, obviously no one else on the team is kind of aware of this, and and does it, they go on and play the game, and he kind of breaks down crying and, you know, in the, in the post-game interview, and he gets asked, you know, um, you know, what would it mean for you, for your teammates to kind of follow you, and he kind of says, you know, I, I, you know, I don't really care, it's not for them, and, you know, it, it really, I think, kind of highlighted to me, you know, just watching that, and what was so heartbreaking about it was that it looked like he was just so, he looked like he felt like he was so alone there, you know, and I'm guessing he wasn't alone around baseball, you know, Matt Kemp, uh, who's now with the with the Colorado Rockies didn't play uh, yesterday, but the, but his team did, you know. And I and you know I've, I've known obviously you know just having been around Kemp a lot, uh, you know even though he is a guy that kind of has like a lot of swagger, he's a pretty sensitive guy, you know. And I, I I'd be very kind of interested to kind of you know not that he would voice this publicly, but I, I'd be very kind of interested to hear his private thoughts on you know and how lonely that was for him, you know. So. For the Dodgers, again, to kind of rally around this, like, one, right, this, this guy and, you know, kind of, you know, um, you know, I say make a, you know, pretty bold statement on a, what I think is a very important cause, I think was, uh, you know, gave you a little tiny bit of hope, right? I mean, as much as, you know, we've been sitting here, you know, kind of talking about the same issue year after year and you kind of get frustrated that there's not any progress being made, uh, you know, for, a, for an institution like baseball, which is kind of overwhelmingly white, culturally white, you know, these clubhouses are white, uh, for baseball to get to this point, I think it's, it's kind of a step in the right direction. Um, Dylan, first of all, if I had known you were going to be on the show, we wouldn't have been spending like an hour talking at some point in the middle of the day. <laughs> second, second of all, <laughs> um, <laughs> When you look at how this Dodgers team is constructed, and I know I'm asking you to do something you should never do, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Is this a team, as it's currently constructed, that's built to win multiple championships for the long haul, or is this a flash a la the Chicago Cubs, which had a lot of talent, but at the end of the day, looks as if it's only going to produce a chip? Yeah, I think that this is still a team that's going to uh, kind of contend, you know, right? going to be competitive in the long haul, just because, again, it's, it's about the farm system, you know, and they have a lot of players still coming up, right? I mean, they just called up, you know, Kbert Ruiz, the, the catcher who homered in his first at bat. Well, you know what? They, they already have their next guy down there. I mean, he's 18 years old. He, you know, a lot of things could happen, obviously. He could kind of be a bust, but he's supposed to be one of the best catching prospects in baseball. You know, and it does feel like that at multiple positions. They have multiple guys coming. Um, you know, it seems like they're doing a really good job with the scouting. They're doing a really good job in terms of player development. And so from that standpoint, 
um, you know, because a lot of times, like with baseball rosters, what ends up happening, just the way the pay structure is, obviously, right? Years zero through three are really kind of important for teams to kind of maximize for a player because at that at that level, you get to pay the player whatever you want. Now, as they get go from years four to six, now all of a sudden they're arbitration players. Okay, they're affordable, but their prices are kind of starting to go up. Now, if you want to retain a guy after year six, now you're playing premium dollar, right? So Cody Ballinger's become very expensive after years, you know, after year six. Same thing with, uh, you know, uh, Corey Seager. These guys are going to become very expensive. And so, you know, even if, if you keep one, you're really kind of relying on um, to fill out your, the other parts of your roster with, with, again, the cheaper, younger guys. And I just kind of think that their player development system is a lot more, it's a lot better than where the Cubs was, you know. Um, and so just from that standpoint, yeah, I think, you know, and, and you, again, you have a franchise building block in Mookie Betts. Uh, the guy does everything. The guy's tremendous. The guy is, uh, you know, yeah, again, even like from like a cultural standpoint, he's the type of guy you want to build around. He's a lot like Clayton Kershaw in the sense that he kind of quietly goes about his business. He's a lead by example type of guy. Uh, you know, and so he already kind of fits into the existing culture, but I think guys will also be able to feed off that. And I do think, yeah, that this is probably actually even more than, you know, as, as good as their chances are this year. Uh, I'm not really sure they kind of have the high end pitching to win it this year. And yeah, you know, I, I like their chances obviously more. The longer the period, the, the you know, the, the better I kind of feel about them, actually. Dylan Hernandez, columnist of the LA Times with us here. To that point, the trade deadline is five days away. What would you like to see them do? I mean, I would like to see them get Garrett Cole, <laughs> you know, but that's obviously not going to happen. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's, I think, the tricky part with this trade deadline, with the expanded playoffs. Everybody is in this at this point, right? And so... You know, I was looking just kind of at the stats in terms of like who's got the lowest DRA and stuff. And you think, oh, the Reds stink. You know, well, it's, why isn't Trevor Bauer available? Well, the Reds, it's because the Reds are only a couple games out, you know. And if the Reds get into the playoffs, keep in mind, it's Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray. I mean, that team could theoretically beat the Dodgers in a three game, right? In a three game first round series. Uh, that team could theoretically go to the World Series. And I actually think that some fluky stuff like that will happen. So, you know, the market is going to be very, very limited. Um, you know, whatever few sellers are out there, I'm guessing that the premium is going to be pretty high. And again, if, it, if you're, you know, the first round is a, it's a three game series. Like, how much are you willing to pay to, to rent a guy if, you, if it's going to be a rental type situation? Um, you know, I'm not really sure you're going to be willing to give up kind of that top prospect to get a player in return if you're just going to kind of have them and it, and it might all come down to a three game series. Do you drink Chianti or any red wine with your cookies? <laughs> this was also a discussion we had. Not with my cookie. I'm now. I'm. A, I'm actually a pretty like uh, big wine drinker. I'm. Uh, you know. I, I love Bordeaux. Yeah. I love Barolo. I kind of tend to lean a little more old world, but I, every now and then I also like a good, you know, Napa Cab. Um, but, uh, yeah, never with the cookie. I've never, I don't really do like the sweet stuff with the wine. And he actually, even when I have like, uh, you know, dessert wines, like a sauterne, I actually prefer to kind of have that with like real food as opposed to having, you know, cause I know like with dessert wines, a lot of times people like to have that with like chocolate or some kind of dessert. I actually prefer to have it with like real food. Well, thank you. Cause I was being shamed here for not, uh, for being a wine person who didn't, you're still uh, going to be shamed. He, Dylan won't be on the show forever. As soon as he hangs up, I'm going right back at you. <laughs> Do you drink um, water with your cookies? Yes. I'm yeah, a water guy. Thank yeah, you. Sure. Thank yeah, you. Cause I'm not, I, I don't like, I don't, I, for some reason I don't like like regular milk. I can drink like chocolate milk. I know, like I do. I know it's like I'm five years old, or whatever. But I've never <laughs> just had like milk, milk. My kids are milk drinkers. I don't drink milk. So whenever I have cookies, yeah, for sure it's uh, it's water. There you go. There it is. Dylan Hernandez, columnist at the LA Times, uh, a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, you and your family stay safe and stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Despite LZ trying to ban you for not drinking wine with your cookies. Well, I'm still no, perplexed by the water. I'm very perplexed by the water and cookie thing. Yeah. It's just very, very, very <laughs> All right, Dylan. See you, man. All right. See you guys. Take care. There he is, Dylan Hernandez with us here. Uh, so we, I think we're on to something, LZ. Now, Om Young Masuk is going to join us at 630 uh, because Doc Rivers has made some statements here that we're going to get to in the next segment. But um, also, people are chiming in on this cookie talk on our Twitter. Oh, my right gosh. Now. 
They are firing away, and you can tweet us at LZ Granderson, at Sedano. But we'll take your calls, too, on this cookie thing. 877-710-ESPN. People say we're sleeping on Costco cookies. Uh, people, people say we're sleeping on Grandma's cookies in the blue bag. Uh, <laughs> there are more people. Uh, Alicia Del Valle is in on red wine and chocolate. Anything she says with ULZ. Because um, she's wise. That is a wise one. But there. I have a question because I hear Karen Kay's voice. And Karen Kay's a very important question before we get to the traffic. Do you like mint chocolate? Oh, gosh, yes. No, Karen! Yes, I do. We have decided like- that this is a white person thing because all no. the people who are not white, who are either Hispanic, uh, who are Asian, uh, half Asian like Dylan, uh, we're going to find out from Ohm, LZ, all our white people in our in our lives, you included, my wife, LZ's significant other, mm-hmm. Greg, all you guys like mint chocolate. It, okay, it is, I think we have found another division in our world and it's going to be mint chocolate. No, Why but can't I, we get I along? told LZ, I love, <laughs> I love chocolate. Right now, I'm eating from Sprouts, dark chocolate-covered peanuts. My husband Ooh. hates dark chocolate. No, but that's I good. I love dark chocolate. Dark chocolate oh, is so dark good. Dark chocolate is so Hershey's good. Hershey's Kisses with almonds. He went to the store, and we bought that. We, we're, we're a chocolate family. But, we love chocolate. But, but mint, mint chocolate, mint. I'll eat it. If it's those Andes mints, that, oh, that, oh, those are God. good. One of the people that tweeted us said, chocolate and toothpaste. Who wants that? And I agree. Exactly. No. That's what mint chocolate tastes like. Karen, chocolate toothpaste. I can't funny. believe I, 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 thought, I thought you were going to be on our side. I said, if anyone's going to be on our side on this, oh. it's going to be Karen. No, but and I can't you have lie, fallen in line listen, along the I cultural say, lines. I, can I just say, do I go out and buy those Andy mints? No. But if I'm somewhere and those mints are laying around, it, it, there's chocolate involved. You know what I don't like and my husband what? bought today? White chocolate. I'm not That's a white chocolate person either. I'm not yeah. a white chocolate person. I'm kind of with you. Darker than milk chocolate. Yeah. And yes. by the way, I also don't like yogurt on my pretzels either. I don't need that. I'm good. No, no I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no I don't like do that either. either. No, yeah. don't they do have either. those at Sprouts. I just went right by those. Yeah. I'm Man, with you. I'm with you. I love the chocolate though. I'm not gonna. I'll. I'll eat it. If it's there, I'll eat it. Let's just say that. Yeah. All and right, then you throw in some wine. We got a party. See, well, we see, know that wine. we've gone. There you go. there we you know go. we've there we've we go. gone way way too long. That the, oh, uh, the music is played for the th- the second time. Maybe the third. Oh, but who cares? Let me do traffic. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.